Welcome everyone to the Directed IRA podcast with Matt Sorensen and Mark Kohler. We're just delighted to be with you today talking about our favorite topic, self-directed IRAs. Delighted? Uh, delighted? Uh, Speak for yourself. It's April 15th. Yeah, but the IRS gave us some, what do we want to call it? Uh, a punt. The mercy. A punt. Yeah, they gave us some mercy. They're like, eh, there's a new fifth down you can punt. You know, yeah. you can have four downs and then punt. Um, yeah, but there's still deadlines today. Payroll deposits, first quarter estimated tax deposits, all sorts of state deadlines where they said, IRS is doing whatever they want. In our state, we still want your extension or return. And that's a little, you know, tip there, mm -hmm. folks. If you haven't checked with your accountant on any state deadlines that you might be missing out, get there. But I don't know. April 15th. It's just in my blood. I just kind of anxious. Just anxious. Just, you're like, you know, how many years in in life are you of being an accountant? Let's say, you yeah. know, April 15th, you're just your body's and your mind is on that rhythm of you're supposed to you're, you're you've taught yourself to dread this day. <laughs> it's a biorhythm. It's some might say it's that time of the year. And uh, <laughs> I'm of the year. And, and it's uh it's <laughs> not Mark's a good gonna be grumpy. He's you're yeah. not going to want to talk to him much. Just going to be edgy. It's that time of the year. Yeah. I'm looking for any opioid in the medicine cabinet. I'm like, pop it. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, here's the good news on it. Also, too, your contributions, new con 2020 contributions for your yes. IRA, Roth IRA, HSA, ESA, solo can SEP IRAs for those that are sole proprietors. That is not today or April 15th, depending on when you're listening to this. That is May 17th for yes. 2020 contributions. So there's some good news in all of this uh, mayhem and confusion. Yeah. And, and that's a good tip for some of you that may be new listeners. No matter where you're at on the income scale, one percenter, 99 percenter, <laughs> <laughs> no matter where you're at. There's on two your scales. One percent, then 99. Yeah. Okay. Whatever you're at. Um, whatever you're making, you can still contribute to a Roth IRA through the back door. We have a great little video on that and a prior podcast on the backdoor Roth. We also uh, have a sweet maneuver on how to set up your education safe educational savings account or educational IRA. Uh, they've been around for years. I love them more than the 529. And there's some nice little loopholes to get an account set up where you're the trustee, um, and then you can have grandpa and grandma make a contribution who might be in a yeah. lower tax bracket. So there's a yeah. lot of tips that, to still things to do before May 17th. Yeah, and that's sometimes called a Coverdell um, yeah. or ESA. That's one and the same, but it's not a 529, as Mark said. It's yeah. not. That's a different one. Uh, we don't love that one because you yeah. can't self-direct it. You're stuck into whatever the state fund is you throw the money into. Uh, all right, well, today... We yeah. want to talk about those of you who are new to self-directing, or maybe you have an existing self-directed account. You got some other dollars you want to self-direct. How do we move that from where you're at already, whether you're at Fidelity or Vanguard or TD Ameritrade, whether it's an IRA or 401k or a Roth IRA, we want to talk about where you're sitting now and how you get over to the cool party to self-direct, to invest in what you want to invest into. So- um. Those are called rollovers and transfers in general. We're going to break it down today. Well, and I thought we were going to talk about 
the immigration crisis on the border of Arizona and Texas, but we're not going to go there today, right? I, I know zero information about that. That would be <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. I'll just say that. Now, I will say this though: on the immigration note, I was just going to pull up some of the criteria, but we ought to do a show just on this. A qualifying uh, non-resident alien can have an IRA. So as you're thinking about some of these topics of immigration and retirement accounts, two wonderful topics people cover at a dinner. I party. love how you tied those together. I love yeah. that. You know, well, you know, you're a pro. Thanks. I'm going to weave a tapestry here on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so if any of you know an immigrant that just ran across the border, <laughs> you might be able to say, hey, you can have an IRA. That's probably the first thing they're looking for. Not water, not food, shelter. They're like, I jumped across the border. I swam the Rio Grande because I want a Roth IRA. I want, I want an IRA. And we get it. We get it. That you know, That's one of the great inventions of America that you know people come here for. Uh, okay. Well, all joking aside, and, and for those that we offended, uh, or I should say Mark offended, um, <laughs> thank, thank <laughs> you. Anybody? For- we're not turning us off yet. Yes. We right. have something, you know, important to say about yeah. your retirement account. So. That's right. And no matter what side of the aisle oh, you're God. on, the border is a concern. You're just going to keep digging, huh? Just no, I'm just, I was digging myself <laughs> out, I guess. I didn't think I was that dangerous of a comment, but you're making me sound like I... <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, I want to start this topic off with an important point. Just yeah. yesterday... I called my partner, Matt Sorensen, mm-hmm. and I said, Matt, my Roth IRA, a directed IRA is all jacked up. I thought I, I made a contribution last year. Did I do the conversion already? I don't, I, I've got all the steps messed up. And you'd go, Mark, he said, you should know this. You are the most high maintenance client we have. <laughs> and I'm the CFO of the company, but I'm not in the operations. And that's where really... Matt and Aaron do such a great job of just making sure our team at Director Dre is on the phone. You get an actual person if you call. Now, and you don't have to use our company on this podcast. We're just going to tell you how we do it to make it easy for you. But I'm going to say, even yours truly, Mark Kohler, I've been learning the proper steps to make it easy. And it can be a little tricky. So coming from the most high maintenance client at Directed IRA, because I don't dip my toe in the operation side of the business every day. Yeah. I feel your pain, people. Yeah. Least, lest you think that there was errors made at directed IRA, let's just say they were self-inflicted wounds from what I understand <laughs> of someone putting the wrong year on something when making a contribution. Shut up. So, you, know, you know what? Did you need to say that? Did you need to say that? I did. I mean, I I, mean, I just had to defend, the, you know, the integrity oh. It's not directed IRA's fault. I will. Yeah, I wanted to make sure everyone was confident in this. And it could happen to anyone. It could happen to anyone. Yeah. Um. (laughs) Okay. So, all right. Let me highlight a roadmap of how maybe we should hit this. Yes. And I've got a step one that I really like that I did with the client just last week. But you give the roadmap, and then I'm hoping my step one is your step one. Let's see how it goes. All right. right. Okay. Me too. All right. Across Uh, your fingers. Okay, let's walk through first. We're going to go over those of you with a 401k. Okay, that's that's not my step one. You've already screwed it up. (laughs) 
Well, I want to. Okay, well, you, well, you come back to your step one. Maybe, all right, fine. Maybe you screwed it up. All right. <laughs> okay. okay, let me say step one. Yeah, this is the problem Think, of having a 50 50 partnership. Yeah, know? yeah. There's a lot of give and take. Matt, you're going to love charge, step one. You know, you have to assert yourself. See, you already skipped step one. So that's, let me just give you my step one. Okay. I have so many clients call and uh -huh. go, I don't even know what I have. Ooh. Okay. So I said, fair. fair. So last that's week I told one. the client, I said, I will concede. you will concede to that. And because so I told this, <laughs> I told this wonderful client up in Eureka, California. I said, Hey, do a little audit. Look for any statement you have from any old brokerage, from your financial advisor, anything that's come in the mail in the last two or three months that you you all know, you throw it in a drawer. It's like gibberish. It's a foreign language. And I said, create a little spreadsheet. And I want you to put down any identifying terms on those statements. Do you see the word IRA? Do you see the word 401k? Write down account numbers, create little columns. Yeah. And this little spreadsheet it's going to help us figure out what to do next. So I think a lot of people just need to figure out. And, and she was, oh, I have this little IRA I didn't even know about. You know, people yeah. find things when they do that. Yeah. Um, one thing we like to do at Directed IRA is just send us your statement. We yeah. will interpret what you have. Sometimes you have two things. Sometimes people have a 401k of traditional dollars and Roth dollars. Mm. But it doesn't say that on your statement. It says pre-tax and post-tax. And it's confusing. So we, we will help with that. We also want that statement anyways, because it goes with our transfer or direct rollover forms. So um, we, we will include that anyways, and it makes it easier for us to just help get the form done for you. So you can send that to Directed IRA if you're opening an account here. We'll use that to help you know what account to open, and then we'll use that statement too to get your transfer or rollover of funds over. And I would recommend this first step, Matt, is yeah. create a Google Sheet. Create a Google Sheet that you can share with people in your trusted group could be your spouse, your mom, your dad, a child, and even your tax lawyer. Because on the law firm side, we may be meeting with you while you're doing some of this work at Directed IRA. And the lawyer's going to say, what do you got? And you're like, oh, oh, I did a Google sheet with the yeah. customer service people over at Directed IRA. Let me tell you what I got. And then they share the Google sheet. We can build a picture diagram. We can determine what should be in an LLC, what needs to be in your trust, are your beneficiaries accurate? So I think this audit is really helpful before you try to transfer. Would you say, yeah. would you, fair? Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. And you should, okay, be that was my that step anyways. one. You should be tracking that anyways. So, you should, yeah. but that wasn't that bad. Step I like, one. I like step one. Okay. All step right. one. That was a good step one. Okay. Step two then. Okay, let me give the roadmap though. I want to give the whole roadmap. Okay. Let me come back here. I'll, I'll do it fast. Because I want to make sure you understand we're going to hit what you may be, situation you may be in. Okay. Where are we going to go before we yeah. hit the road? So let's say you have an old employer retirement account 401k, 403b, any other retirement account you had on a prior employer. Let's say you have a retirement account, 401k, whatever it may be, at an existing employer. And I touch that money and move it to self-directing. What if I just have a Roth IRA or traditional IRA, SEP IRA? How can I roll that over or transfer to self-direct? So we'll go through those. And there's different account types, even HSAs, ESAs, and all those inherited accounts. We'll go through those. Those are luckily a little simpler. Um, but we're going to start with the 401ks. 
prior employer, existing employer, and then we'll go through the different um, IRA, uh, HSA, ESA account types. Oh, this is classic. Okay. Now, Matt, our producer is going to let us know if we can play at least the audio of this without having problems. This is on YouTube. So I'm just going to go for it. We are going to watch the vacation roadmap scene with Chevy Chase. It's 60 seconds long. Now, this is classic for those of the scene vacation because he literally, I didn't even know this until I just pulled it up. They've got an Atari computer right there in front of this crappy TV and an Apple IIe. If any of you remember that from the 80s, I, we had an Apple IIe and he gets up and says, here's where the family truckster's going. This this was the roadmap, you know? Um, so this clip, I'm going to highly recommend it for everybody. As Matt talks about the roadmap, the first thing I think about is Chevy Chase, the family Griswold trip to Wally World, and Oof. the family truckster. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't even look at my that, – that just came from memory. That was not even – I was not reading Wikipedia or anything. Okay. That's how important that scene is to everybody. Okay. All right. So the producer said we couldn't show it here because of copyright issues, but Matt, it's a classic, right? You it is a classic. And you know, the they get to their destination of Wally World, it's kind of a buzzkill. You know, yeah. <laughs> that okay. wasn't the best roadmap, you know. Yep. Trivia. You ready for some trivia? Who's the security guard at Wally World? Who played the security guard? Ooh. I don't know. Who is it? John Candy. Oh, okay. Remember? And he had oh. to do the roller coaster ride with him. Huh. And uh, I got to watch that. I haven't seen that again. I see. Okay. It's been a long while. Okay. So there's right. our roadmap. And okay. we're, we want to get to the promised land. We want to okay. be able to self-direct our retirement account, invest in the what the heck we want. And I'll tell you this right now. I alluded to it at the beginning. The roadmap we just gave you is very straightforward. Your financial advisor is going to make it sound like you're trying to get a patent on plutonium. They're going to say you can't do it. You shouldn't do it. It's a bad move. It's going to cost you. And if you even listen to Steve Kramer on Mad Money, he's going to say, you're, you're an idiot. Let us at Wall Street do it because they are terrified of self-directing. They do not want you to do this. This has been the MO of Wall Street when it comes to self-directing for almost 40 years, people. So, this is you're the driver of the family truckster. If you want to go to Wally World, you, Wally World, you can do it. So this is it. All right. Okay. Is that let a fair me, warning. Yeah. Okay. Let me get into some some of the process here and how this works. Okay. Well, let's start with what we talked about first. Old employer 401k 403b. Okay. okay. Those are probably the most common we see coming okay. over that want to self direct. You don't work there anymore. Okay. All right, here's the first thing to know. This is called the direct rollover. That's the words. When you're looking for forms or process at your old employer, it's called a direct rollover. Now, this is unique in that you initiate the rollover at the prior 401k or 403b administrator. So wherever your prior employer plan was, let's say it's at Fidelity, you are gonna initiate the rollover of those funds is what's called a direct rollover, meaning it's going from a 401k or 403b into an IRA, let's say a directed IRA, we will receive the funds, then you will submit a rollover contribution form or a, a rollover form saying, hey, 
I just sent, had Fidelity send over a hundred grand from my old employer 401k, deposit it into this account. And then we now, hold it. it. See, all right. Now this is where I'm already derailed. Okay. Now when I call my former employer to initiate yep. this transfer, you're going to call the administrator of the plan. Well, uh, uh, uh. Yep. Hold it. Okay. I thought step two would be open the account at directed IRA where you want it to go. Cause aren't they going to ask for the account number? Correct. I presumed you already had the account set up. Oh, 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 you presumed, did you? Okay. See, okay. this is why I'm here, people. I've got your back because you don't want to be a high maintenance client at directed IRA like me. So yes, step two. Yeah. Once you figure out what the freak you've you got. roll over something here unless you had an account, but let's get yep. the account set up. And that, that is an important point. Okay. Because okay. Here's one thing we want to make sure we're doing. And this is why what Mark said, what freaking account do you have? Yeah. A lot of times we'll have clients that have an old employer 401k that is traditional dollars and it's Roth dollars. Mm -hmm. And they only open up, let's say, a traditional IRA here. Yeah. Well, then we've got to open up a Roth to receive the Roth dollars that are part of that old employer 401k. Now, yeah. you could send it somewhere else. You don't have to send both sets of funds here. Yeah. But... That's important to do, and you do need those accounts set up so that then the rollover can happen seamlessly. Okay, now this is why, okay, step two, people, I've got your back. When you find out what you have, if I may recommend before you call your employer, this is just for the 401k, 403b situation, we'll come to the IRA. This map's really good because this is where I jack it up. You call directed IRA and you talk to the team and you go, here's what I've got and tell them what you're trying to do. Say, I'm trying to bring this old 401k and they're gonna go, is it traditional or Roth? And you're gonna go, help me out. And that's where you're in step one. You're figuring out what you have. And if you go, oh yeah, I'm gonna bring traditional and Roth money, they will email you immediately or walk you through online right there to get the account set up. So that part's done. So I would say step two is, if you're gonna throw a football, you gotta have your receiver in mind. So you want to make sure you've got that destination already figured out and directed IRA to help you do that. Now, maybe in conjunction with this, you're doing a consult with one of the tax lawyers doing some bigger planning. That's fine. But Matt, they can call directed IRA and they'll say, okay, this is what yeah. your goal is. Before you call the employer, let's get the account set up because they're going to want to know the account numbers. Yeah. And I know some of you know what you're doing. You know what your 401k is. You know whether it's traditional or Roth. You're already ahead of the game. You're like, guys, yeah. I know. For those of you that don't, or if you're not certain, we want the statement, okay? Yep. Send us the statement. It's like, if you're not familiar with all the retirement plan rules, because it's not your job every day, you you may not understand the lingo that's on the statement to determine what the heck you actually have. Uh, we can help We can help interpret that so we so you know which account to set up uh, to, to then, as Mark said, be the receiver of, of the funds coming over. Yep. And now, by the way, what I'm doing right now is I'm diagramming this out on a piece of paper. I'm going to have one of our graphic designers help us out in the, in the law firm here. And if you could catch this podcast on YouTube, because uh, we, we simulcast on Spotify, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, any, all the uh, podcast platforms, but also on YouTube. So you can see the link for this to go to the YouTube version of this when you go to Directed IRA uh, dot com backslash podcast, I'm going to have a little diagram that shows these steps. It's going to look really cool. Kind of like a little bouncing ball. All right. So I like some it. of us need that map. Okay. Because I we like don't that. want to be called high maintenance. I love that. Sure. Yeah.
Okay. All right. Now, <laughs> step two, I open my account of where things are going or identify which accounts it's going to. Then step three is I, this is the 401k track or 403b. I call the, I call the company. Do I call their HR? Who do I call? Do I call the statement phone you number on the statement? The administrator. So let's say you've got your company you used to work at used Vanguard. You would call Vanguard and you would say, I want to do a direct rollover of my funds to an IRA. Now, this, if you have most of most people have traditional dollars in these accounts and that's it. That's nine out of 10 or maybe eight out of 10. So you're typically going to go to a, you would have set up the traditional IRA in step two. So you're going to tell, I want a direct rollover to roll the funds to a traditional IRA. They'll have a form for this. Now, some employers must approve that. Some plan administrators already have a list of, this is a former employee, employee, they don't work anymore, let their money go wherever the heck they want. So there could be a different procedure, but you're going to start with the administration company for the plan, the Vanguard, the Fidelity, nationwide, whoever it is that's doing your plan administration that you're getting your statements from. Do do Will the broker dealer initiate that company approval or I may have a yes. step three myself to go do it? Generally, they're going to initiate it if it's required. Okay. Now, what if it's a 403B, which is more of a government type plan? Do I, is it going to be a broker dealer just like? Same process. Okay. I mean, it could be a Fidelity or Vanguard or Okay. So I call them up and then you already jumped to step four. You said, then you're going to call directed IRA back and say, all right, the money's on the way. I filled out my form. You will call, but they're going to have a form typically because you're going to need to fill out a form, but it's not our form. Okay. It's on the 401k or 403b when moving from a 401k or 403b to a self-directed IRA, regardless of the account type, the form you're submitting to get money out of a 401k or 403b is that plan's form. You What's have the name of that form? A direct rollover. Direct, so submit direct. Sometimes they'll call it, it's a very generic form. It'll be like a withdrawal form or even like distribution form, but you're gonna not do a distribution, of course. You're gonna say in that form, send it to an IRA, check this box, it's not taxable. Okay, so, and I'm not taking that direct rollover form and sending it to directed IRA. I'm gonna give it right back because they want it in writing. Because if I call right. them up and go move this money, they're gonna go fill out the damn form. So I'm sending that form back to Vanguard in this example. Yeah. And That's you called have, a direct, okay. Yeah, and you'll have the directed IRA account info mm-hmm. for the account you set up in step two. So they know, send it over, and they're gonna code it to us to go into this, account. Okay. But directed IRA doesn't know you did this. So that's where you came to step four. And you said, we're going to fill out a form at directed IRA to let them know what's on the way. Exactly. That's called the, so we have a rollover form on the fund your account section in the forms on our website. You just go to the homepage and forms fund your account. And this is any place, you know, they're going to have a form for this to say, Hey, I had hundred K or whatever the amount is come from fidelity it's being deposited into my IRA there. Rollover form. And what I love at directed IRA uh, is when you get on the website at the main page, there's a pull down menu for forms and you go boom. And what is the category that this one would be in? This would be in funding an account, fund your account. Cause I think everybody, you're trying to fund your account. You're throwing that football. I want to have directed IRA receive the money, receive the football. And they're going to be, you know what? 
people, if you're watching YouTube, you would have seen Matt roll his eyes. I don't need that. I he smiled. I love the receive. I, I thought that was an eye rollover. No, no, that was a, that was <laughs> a, I was delighted. I mean, I was thinking, I was thinking, are we like, are we Jerry Rice? Like, who are we? If we're like, cause we're like the best receiver at track. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm Steve Young. You're right. Jerry Rice. Okay. Jerry Rice. Yep. Okay. Montana to Rice. Yeah. I mean, you could be Steve Young, but. I know, I know some of you listeners are at the engineer Matt level. You guys are like, Kohler, shut up. I just want to hear Matt tell me what to do. But I would argue there's a lot of people on the show that are like, thank you, Mark, for thinking of us little people that are as not as yeah. smart as Matt Sorensen. That's that's okay, me. Because I got some technical rules in this next step. What? Yeah. Holy hell. Okay. Step four, well, roll over form, fill out at directed IRA. I got to write yeah. this down, directed IRA. And I'm going to submit it and let them know what money is on the way from where. Yep. Okay. Is on the way. All right. So now the money is on the way. By the way, how long does all this crap take from? Okay. Direct rollovers are the longest. This is the biggest pain. These 401k administrators are slow. I would say it's about a week to two weeks. We're going to, we can, I mean, we're just over here waiting to receive. We're waiting for them to freaking throw the ball to us. Okay. So don't call us and complain. Call them and put the pressure on them. Hike the ball. Yeah, and so if you think about this, these 401k administrators or 403b, whatever, maybe any employer plan, they lose money when they send your money when they send your funds out. So they're it's not a high priority over there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not like mm-hmm. the first thing they're trying to get to during their day. Hell it's no. like end of the road. Don't worry about hustling it. Let's just take some time. Yep. So the transfers from IRA to IRA, which we'll get to here in a little bit, those go pretty quick. Okay. The old 401k or 403b take some time. Okay. Now I want to do a quick side note, if I may. Back in step two, when you're opening your account, keep in mind, if you're going to do a crypto account, you're going to want to let directed IRA know that. And you may say you have this latitude. Let's say you have a hundred grand. Oh, this is good. So I'm going to be technical here because I can, I can be technical. So let's say you had a hundred grand at an old 401k. And you go, I'm going to roll it over to directed IRA. So in step two, you've identified what you have. Now, that let's say that old 401k was half Roth and half traditional. So you got 50K, 50K. So you call up directed IRA. You're talking to the team. They're awesome. And I was just there last week and they bought lunch. Matt did. And we just were all together hanging out. Okay. You call, that, you call them up and go, they're going to ask you, well, what do you want to do when you get here? And you're like, well, I'd like to do a little crypto trading. Okay. Did you want to do that in your Roth or your traditional? Oh, uh, I'll do, I'll do Roth, but I only want to do half of it in crypto IRA. Okay, cool. So we set up a crypto Roth account and you want to make a note. I'm going to send 25 grand to the crypto Roth account number. So you're going to want to write that down. Then you go, Ooh, um, then I want to just do some basic trades. I just want to put it back in stock and just sit on it for a little bit with the other Roth. Yeah. That's the other Roth money. Okay. Then that's a Roth regular Roth account, because you're going to want the trading option on it to just buy some stocks and sit back until you have something more creative. And then you go, oh, but with my traditional money, I got a real estate project I've been thinking about. And my my spouse is going to come in, my kids are going to come in, and we're going to form an LLC and really take that 50 grand of the traditional money and do a cool LLC and go buy some real estate. Okay. They're going to set up a traditional IRA account 
And then they're going to say, get your appointment with the law firm so you can get your LLC going so we can approve it and get the move, money moved and fund that LLC. Okay. Now think about that. You've got three accounts set up, 25, 25, 50. Each account's doing a different thing. That's the beauty of this, people. You're in control. You've just kicked out the driver of the freaking family truckster. You're going to the promised land, people, and you're in control. But that's three accounts. So when you go over to step three and you fill out a direct rollover form, ooh, Matt, I want to ask, would that require three different forms? If you were going to do it that way, which thanks for making the complicated example that rarely happens, but yes, you would do three <laughs> forms. I thought you'd appreciate that. Talk about passive aggressive. <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm like, people are probably like, Jesus, this sounds complicated. I thought you was meant it was simple. I thought uh, it. Oh yeah. my gosh. So, yes. I can't win, people. I can't uh, win. Either it's too simple or too complex. Jeez. Now, if you had traditional and Roth funds in your 401k, you would have had to do two anyways, because those are two, two separate accounts. Even at your 401k administrator, they have that those tracked as two different accounts and pots of money anyways, which we have to do the same thing on the IRA side. But if you want to do crypto, in addition to doing regular self-directing or a brokerage account, the crypto IRAs are their own unique account. Okay. Those are linked to a Gemini trading account. So they, they're their own unique account separate from your other self-directed assets. All right. Well, so, I'm at step four. The money's there. I thought it was yeah. all over. You're saying there's something else I got to do? Um. No, I, but I was going to say, let me give another scenario, too, that's common. Yeah. And, th right. and that one, I mean, that happens, what you're talking about, but not the three. I, the two happens where you do need to do two direct rollover forms for the traditional and Roth. But okay. it could. All right. Yeah. You throw out an example. I'm, I'm all about teamwork here. If you yeah. want to throw out an example, here's a common, I would welcome it. <laughs> here's a common one we're doing now. Is someone has an old employer 401k. Like, we're getting this one a lot for people that want to do crypto. They're like, man, I've got this 10,000 bucks in this old employer 401k. It's never been enough to do much. I couldn't buy real estate or do any other self-directing. But I'd like to throw 10,000 into crypto, but I want it to be Roth. This is an old employer mm. 401k that's traditional. How do I get that over? Because I, it's traditional now. I need to get it to Roth because I want to do crypto with Roth money. I want the tax-free mm. thing if this thing okay, goes. Okay, fair enough. So in that instance, you would do a rollover to a traditional IRA at directed a traditional crypto, and then it gets converted to Roth. Now we have an all-inclusive, it's almost like a great resort in the Bahamas. We have an all-inclusive <laughs> Roth conversion app for people right. that just want to do this, where that we have one application you set up at directed that opens a traditional IRA to receive the rollover of traditional funds. It has a Roth conversion election in it that you say, convert this immediately once you get it and put it into a Roth IRA account for me. So that's a common one we're doing right now for a lot of people rolling over some of these smaller old employer 401ks that you're like, ah, I just want to throw some of this into crypto. It's never been enough to worry about, but and it'd be cool to do some crypto money with it. And you don't have to go to Roth. You could just stay, leave it as traditional. Um, but just a little tip there on that process. We've okay, tried to I'll, simplify that in an <clears throat> all-in-one package, but now it's got to come it, over as traditional. Then you'll convert it to Roth. Okay. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, you're going to see the little box that says stop, step five, if you want Roth. And I put convert to Roth once you're at directed IRA. But I would just add this. Bring this up when you're in step two. Because you're going to get yeah. frustrated. 
if you don't mention this in step two, the team's going to go, oh, you're being Mark Kohler now. You're high maintenance. Yeah. Why didn't, why didn't you and tell is, us this back on step directed two. IRA or, you know, you've made a mistake and chosen some other company. I mean, yeah. you know, it's the same yeah. same thing. I will say this, and this is totally being uh, honest and transparent and not self-serving or commercially, if that's a word, is you start calling some of these custodians out there, you're lucky to get someone on the phone. And if you do, they're just going to tell you to go to the website and they don't know what they're doing. You can talk to someone at directed IRA uh, every day that knows what they're doing that are going to help you get through this. And that's that's why we're number one in the customer satisfaction in the country right now. And it's we're just booming. So be patient too if we're a little busy. Okay, so step five, you convert to Roth while you're there if you're going to do it. Now, step six would be start investing. Yeah. Right? Is that it? Yeah. Okay. You're in the step party. Six. Yeah. You're in the party. Woo! Start, start mingling. You know? <laughs> start Start giving out your phone number. Woo! Start uh, partying. Start investing. Okay. Now, that is the 401k, 403b track. For old employer. For old we 401k. A, we got a little, we got a version, a separate version. I, I don't know. I don't know what to call it here. A uh, separate process and procedure okay. for um, for a 401k plan or 403b where you still work. Okay. And you said I was complicated. All right. So I'm <laughs> still, still working. Yeah, it's not an old 401k. I still work there. Okay. I might even still be contributing, you know. Well, but I want to get that money out to self-direct. Okay. So track. All right. Okay. Now we've already gone through step one. You've you've identified all the accounts. You've called up your administrator. You find out how much you have. Um, so I'm going to call that the audit. You know, yeah. just make sure you've got what you you know what you have. And then step two, I I would say on the face of it, it's going to be rare you can access this. So what do you what do you say step two? You've got money at a current job. You know what it is. What are my options? What do I do? Okay. I like this is where you want to determine this as step two. Can I even use this money? Okay. We're determining what it is. You know, maybe this, let's say it's a, tr old, it's a traditional 401k. You still work there. It's all traditional dollars. Now, if you are over age 59 and a half, and for some plans, it's 55, you can move the whole thing out if you want, even if you still work there. Once you're at retirement plan age under the plan, which for most is 59 and a half, and some plans do it at 55, you can move the whole dang thing out. And in that case, if you were a traditional 401k, it would go to a, you would open up a traditional IRA, do the direct rollover form. Similar oh, you're, you're, can we do one step at a time? It's the same steps as the last one. <laughs> okay, okay. But I'm just, so did you say 55 and over or 59 and a half and over? Depends on your plan. Ooh, if okay. For everyone, it's at least 59 and a half. Some plans let you do it earlier at 55. Okay, some. All right. See, that's a nice, important detail I wanted to clarify. Okay. okay. So if I fit some plans and now when I call them, should I trust them or should I try to read the dumb plan? Yeah. Now here's the thing in this situation, there's so much confusion on this and the frontline person you call at the 401k administrative place is going to be like, we don't, uh, you can't do it because they don't know. They just don't know. The, and the, the easy answer person, is to say no. Yeah. And so when in doubt, say no. So 
it might take a little take a little bit of prodding to say I'm already at retirement plan age. That's what you would those would be the words you would say. Now, if you're let's say 57 and you're like I don't know I'm not 59 and a half I need to know if my plan does it at 57. Ask for your plans summary plan description and adoption agreement. Mm. This is something you should be be entitled to get. It's probably in your account when you log on, or your employer can provide it, or really the plan administrator. Um, ask for that if you're not feeling like you're getting the right information, because that'll say what retirement plan age is under the plan. Okay. Now, um, oh, I had a good question here. So I ask for this document, summary plan and description document. If I'm confused, can I say thank you and take that and send it over to directed IRA? Or what I, yeah. should I go to the law firm for a consult at that point? Yeah. What I would say is ask for, get elevated help at where you're at. So if you're at Vanguard, let's say, and the person you're talking to is like, I don't think you can do that. You know, you're like, no, I'm retirement plan age. I can roll out whatever the heck I want. They should know that you can. I would overcome their objections and try to get to their supervisor. You might have to be a Karen or, you know, for sorry for the Karens out there, but you know, the millennials know what I'm talking about. You might have to ask for the manager, okay? Okay. And get the help that you need by someone that actually knows what the heck they're doing there. Because at the end of the day, it's someone there that's going to have to push the button to let the money go out. Mm. Now, so don't be a total jerk. Yeah, don't be a total jerk, but just, you know, just make you sure you're it. getting the right answer. And if you're like, guys, I'm 60 and they're refusing to send my money out, then give us a call and we'll look into it. But I want you to exhaust your own options first, because frankly, we're not authorized to go talk on your account anyways at your old 401k administrator. So I can't call over there and be like, hey, Sally Jones, you know, move her dang money. She's 60. They're not going to talk to us. Okay. Now, um, there's a fine line, everybody, between being assertive and a jerk. Um, I don't know. I'm all over that continuum. Some days I'm assertive. Some days I'm a jerk. Okay. Just a <laughs> side note. I don't know. Little personal therapy. Is that a moment of self-reflection. That's moment. <laughs> <laughs> moment of self-reflection, folks. Everybody's like, "What in the hell is he talking about?" Okay, now you're saying I can take out all my contributions and matches, or is it just my contributions? The whole kit and caboodle. The whole Do I have to have vested? Yes, you have to be vested. What's vesting mean? Tell everybody what vesting means. So some of your four hundred one k money or employer plan the company's matching or putting in money for you. And the company's money vests over time, meaning it's in the plan and it's invested, but you don't have access to it if you leave immediately. So let's say it's a three-year vesting schedule. You know, The money you put in in 2018 is now fully vested because we're in 2021. But if you were to have left in 2019, that money that went in in 2018 that the company put in would not be vested. So you would lose that. I would say this too. Another way of thinking of this, it's not investing. It's vesting, meaning the company's putting handcuffs on you. They're saying, if you join our company, we're going to match at this percent, but you got to stay at least three years. You can't take it out with you until you've been here for so long. Yeah. Um, Okay, and a lot of vesting has kind of gone by the wayside because the most popular 401k plans are now safe harbors. And those have automatic 100% vesting when the company puts the money in. 
Hmm. So okay. vesting is still a thing for sure. But, and so you want to check that, but many of you may not, you, the company may be putting in money, but it's hundred percent vested when it goes in anyways. Okay. So that's a good consideration. Now this would also be on the summary plan and description document. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Uh, I've been listening. I'm taking notes. Now, I've heard you have to call your company or the HR department. You're saying just call Vanguard or Fidelity. I'm confused. Let's say it's a small business. I'm not calling my AT&T or Microsoft. I don't know. who. Well, you're any direction call, there for people. You're still going to call the, the, whoever does the plan administration, okay. you know, and that manages the plan, who you're getting your statements from. Start okay. there. The if employer you don't may have to approve something. Okay. In many small business 401k plans, the employer, the HR department, actually has to approve money leaving in particular or a distribution, or maybe they're doing a 401k loan. The employer has to approve that. And, and I would say I like what Matt said about exhaustion your options because they're not going to talk to us at the law firm, accounting firm, or directed IRA because we're not you. So if you... Just call HR and go, I'm confused. I just want an answer here. Who am I supposed to call? They they should point you in the right direction. Yeah. Okay, so I'm at step two and I find out, and, and I'm going to say step two, if you're over 50, age 55 or older, you got to start asking. Let's yep. say I'm going to jump to step three and say I'm under age 55. What are my options there? Okay, now, this can maybe scenario three, not, you know, maybe. Uh, or I don't know, you can call it step three, but I'll, I'll work it out. I'm the visual okay. guy. Okay. You're, All right. you're yeah. just the okay. brainy guy. You're, you're okay. doing the Pictionary. Why don't we go? Yeah, okay. Pictionary. So, okay. You still have options. That's the cool news. A lot of people stop here and like, I, I can't self-direct. I can't self-direct anything because I still work there and I'm not 59 and a half yet. And so I can't self-direct. Well, let's say you're 40. You still work there. What can I self-direct? The employer dollars that have been put in the plan that are vested can always be rolled out. Really? Those are all. No matter what kind of plan? That's like federal law? What kind of plan. Now, the, the company may restrict it, but the retirement plan rules always allow those dollars to be rolled out, even when you work there and are not 59 and a half yet. Now, it's a little weird because a lot of people think, well, that makes no sense, Matt. I can roll out the money the company put in for me, the employer put in, but I can't roll out the money I put in as an employee. Yeah, that's the rule. I don't know why it was done that way. It's kind of dumb. But the, the money that the employer puts in, maybe the match, let's call it, as long as that the, the money that part of it that's vested can be rolled out, and that's usually traditional dollars, so it gets rolled to a traditional IRA. Now there's a catch to that, okay? That's the general guideline. The okay, catch. before you do the catch, let me ask this. You said you can always do that, and then you said unless the employer restricts it. That didn't. Well, that, that's the that catch. Did, is that the catch? That's the catch. Okay, so great. Much, Explain yeah. that. So legally and in the retirement plan rules, vested employer dollars can be rolled out whenever the heck you want, whether you're. 40, 59 and a half, 70, doesn't matter. You can roll out the money to an IRA where, of your choosing. Okay. The company is allowed to restrict that though. Now, most companies surprisingly do not. I saw a survey that said two thirds of company plans 
allow you to roll out. This is called an in-service rollover or sometimes called an in-service withdrawal. Most 401k funds, like I said, allow for this. Now, this bucket of money is usually a smaller piece because if you're throwing in, you're maxing out the employee part and the company's doing a little match, this, this match and company part may not be the largest piece of your 401k, but it's something you might have to work with. Okay, let me say, now that's what I was going to ask. Is this called an in-service rollover? Is that what it's called as well? If I'm 55 and older, it's the same term or is it a different term when I'm 55 and older? Same term, yeah. Okay. Same term when you're 55 or 59 and a half, well, depending on your plan. Will. All right. Now, the only other way to access it, if I'm currently working, is to quit or get fired. <laughs> yeah. Where are you? Okay. Now, sometimes, and I had a client recently have this, is if the company changes their administrator or changes their plan rules, you're allowed to roll out. Oh. So sometimes if the company makes a, a plan change, you're able to roll out. And I had a client. Uh, strike while the, the iron was hot on it. There's a there's a, a window there when you could do it. Well, and also I would think that would be as if the company is acquired or yes. there's a reorg or something like that. And at that point, you'd be able to roll out everything. Right? Yeah, if they were acquired, probably not. If another company just bought their stock, probably uh -huh. not. Now, if they change the plan because of that, because they're like, well, we're going to move everyone over to the plan of the big company now, maybe but Okay. Plan is amended. What if I what if I'm a part of a small business company and I go and I go into the owner? Like I literally know the owner, which is a lot of small yeah. business owners, let's say. And I go, hey, we got this safe harbor plan. I really want to self-direct. Can they do anything? Can the employer that's literally in control of the plan do anything? Or do you have to ask him to say, go check out Market Mass Podcast? Go adopt a different 401k because your 401k sucks. I can't self-direct. Well, I mean, it's possible to have a self-directed 401k plan where the small business owner can self-direct. Can self Any employee working at the small business can self-direct. Our law firm's 401k, it, it, you can, we can self-direct it. I self-direct it. It's super freaking complicated. Okay. okay. So you small business owners that are out there like, I want to self-direct. I've been waiting to hear this. I've got a 401k or I want to set one up but I've got 10 employees. I can't do a solo. Okay. But I want to use my existing 401k different topic in the show. It's possible. Super freaking complicated. Probably not worth it unless you're very, very committed. Okay. Even Whitney, for put, me, it's hard to do. Yeah. I'm going to tell our, our studio assistant here, Whitney, can you put down a show topic group self-directed 401k or group 401k that can be self-directed. And I'm not saying that's topics coming out next week or the week after, because we're trying to, find the best company to send those clients to. We don't set those up here at Directed IRA or at KQS Lear. So don't call up and go, oh, I want this group 401k that's self-directed. We hope to be able to give you direction or yeah. where to go. We've done it is the problem, but they're very complicated and hard. And my experience is it's so much work that the typical small business owner gets overwhelmed with it. Yeah. So it's not like an easy solo care IRA. But back to the transfer rollover rules, the, again, okay. this, if you have a 401k, you know, small business, big business, you've got the Thunder Mifflin 401k, you know, whatever. 
the employer contribution, it's possible to roll those out if they're vested in what's called an in-service rollover. Now, this is the one where you really have to be the squeaky wheel because the typical person at this 401k administrator knows the general rules, but they don't know the loopholes. So they're going to tell you, no, oh, you still work there? Yeah, you can't roll it out. They don't know the little loophole that's like, no, I just want to do an in-service rollover of the employer money that's 100% vested. You got to kind of keep pushing and you might have to ask for the manager, supervisor, so so to speak. Um, I would say this too. Um, uh, to get the right answer. I, I would throw this out for everybody as well. In in our track number one, when you have an old 401k, there's no real question to call up and ask, can I do this? Because it's an old 401k, it's yours. So don't feel like you have to ask permission. In this track number two, where you're currently employed, there's this permission kind of can I do it pay piece or step. I would not call directed IRA and open an account in anticipation of this happening. Do your homework first. Right. Go to the employer, call the broker dealer. I'm calling the step 2A or 2B, depending on your age. But you're going to call and figure out what you have. Once they go, yep, you can do an in-service rollover. Here's how much you're going to be able to do approximately. We'll get that to you later. But at least you know you can do it. Then you go to setting up the account so you've got that receiver. You send out Jerry Rice on his pattern. All right, dude, you're going to do a, you know, what's a pattern? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's a good one. Uh, what do they call it? Like a fly route, a go route, the post, skinny post, post, like skinny post. post route. I've heard of the post route before. Obviously, all of you are like, "What are you, an idiot?" Yeah. Uh, pretty much. I just watch it on TV. Okay, so you're going to say, "Do a post, go," and so you're going to send your receiver out there to get the ball. So I would figure out if you can even throw the ball first. All right, now track number three. Ugh. Which Matt, we took, we ate the frog. We did the hard ones first. Yeah. Track number three, I got an IRA, not a 401k. I just have a freaking IRA sitting somewhere. It could be at Acorns. It could be at um, TD Ameritrade. It could be an app. It could have a million dollars in it. It could have $10,000 in it. It could just, it's just somewhere sitting there. Yep. It could be at a bank. Yep. Okay. Yep. Now, this is an easier process, like Mark said, but it follows the same procedure here. A little different form and process, but we want to identify what do you have? Is that a traditional IRA? If it's a traditional IRA, you're going to set up a traditional self-directed IRA, a directed IRA. If you want to do crypto, a crypto traditional IRA. Okay. So you're going to match up the account type with the funds where the existing account's coming from. Okay. So step one and two are the same. Yeah. Yes. And the nice thing about IRAs, or Roth IRAs, or SEP IRA, or even HSA and ESA, you're moving this, you're, those can always be moved. You can always change. You can go from Morgan Stanley to Merrill Lynch with that account, Merrill Lynch to Charles Schwab, Charles Schwab to directed IRA. Those, you can always change the custodian as many times as you want. And it's called trustee to trustee. You never okay. touch the money in the middle. It's going from one IRA provider to another. Okay, hold it. All right, first... Is this called a transfer or rollover? I never know which version transfer. is called a, tra- a transfer. A the- transfer. Okay, so the four hundred one k stuff that we did, track one and two, is called a rollover. It's called a direct rollover. Direct it's not a rollover because a rollover is a different thing. It's called a direct rollover. Oh my hell! 
Okay, direct hey, roll. I don't write your congressman. You know, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Write the IRS. Track, track one and track two were called direct rollovers. Now, this is called a transfer, a trustee-to-trustee -trustee yep. transfer. Okay, trustee-to-trustee transfer. Now, now I, was okay. step three or four when you request the money? Because this is where it gets very different. All, all, all the, I'm not to step three yet. Okay. I'm still writing, and I need to ask this. Okay. I thought there's a 60-day rollover thing. Like, That's if they don't want to do a trustee-to-trustee, they're going to send me a check. Yeah. That's a whole other track, right? That's a whole other track. Don't do that one. It's we don't like it. Clients mess it up. You get 1099. It's a you have to do a bunch of stuff on your tax return. It's possible. Don't do it unless we're not even going to talk about it today. We can hit it. I mean, but just there's a you can do one 60-day rollover for every 12 months with your retirement accounts, but I do not recommend it. The 60-day rollover is what happens is you have 60 days to redeposit that money into an IRA. So they're going to send you the money personally and they're going to 1099 you like it's going to be taxable. Like you're going to have a 10% early withdrawal penalty, but you have 60 days to redeposit it. And then you're going to claim on your 1040. So long as you did get it in within 60 days that I redeposit it. It's not taxable. Don't assess me the penalty. Okay. I'm just going to put on the diagram for those that are on Whitney. Thanks for getting the background going here. Step. Um, I'm going to call it step three A is you ask kindly for a direct trustee to trustee transfer and they screw it up. You're not going to ask them to send you money. You don't want a 60 yeah. day rollover because you only get to do this once a year and you don't want to use your get out of jail free card on this transaction. Yeah. So here's, yeah. here's the big step. And this is what's different in the trustee to trustee transfer. Okay, step three, B. This is where what you really want to do. Okay. Yeah, I'm listening. What you want to do, it'll solve all your problems. Okay. Call us at Directed IRA or the, where you're moving the money to because we are going to submit the transfer form for you. This oh. is a different procedure. You don't go, let's say your money's at Charles Schwab. Okay. Your IRA is already there. You've been buying stock and you're like, I want to send all of it or a portion of it over to self-direct. You set up your account with Directed IRA, the account you want. You would have already made sure it's the same account you have over at Schwab. And then we will complete that. You will complete a transfer form with us. You just have to attach your existing statement. What's Schwab. the name of that form? It's a transfer to transfer form. Trustee, it's called a transfer. Trustee request. to trustee. That's cool. Yeah. We, uh, the form is called transfer request. Okay. And we have cash only. Let's say you're moving cash over. Or if you're coming from an existing self-directed customer, uh, self-directed IRA provider and you need to move assets, you can do in-kind assets and cash flow. And so we'll nice. submit it to whoever your, wherever your IRA is, we're going to do the heavy lifting. We're going to send exactly. the form to them and say, the client authorizes, you're going to have to sign it people because you got you're authorizing us to do it, but then yes. we're going to send we it over there. and sign off on it too. We have to, what's called a letter of acceptance with it. So we have to sign off on it too. Now we're a financial institution. So we're, legit they're going to send us the money right nobody can do this like you have to be an actual Thank custodian you. for iras yeah. so and you know we're we're doing you know 30 50 30 to 40 of these a day like we're yeah. doing transfers of funds in so this is the most common way to do it we have a whole transfers team that does it it's called the transfer request form work with us we will actually then send it off 
to Schwab or you know Acorns or wherever it is your current IRA is at. Okay. Now, let me say, if you submit it, to, if you fill out the transfer form and you submit it to, let's say, Schwab, it's going to get rejected. It's got to come from us because we have to send what's called a letter of acceptance. All right. I'm also going to throw this out to you folks that step two is calling directed IRA to open the account where it's going to go. So we're back to the first track. You're setting up your receiver to receive the money. So you're, you're throwing them the ball. You've got the account numbers. On that same call, you would say, okay, now that we have the account set up, will you help me yeah. with this we transfer automatically request? Do. That's yep. in the process. You're going to get a follow-up email from us with the transfer form. We're asking you that information on the front end, setting up your account. So okay. stick with you know us. We're going to we're going to initiate the things and request the things we need to get the money over. Okay, and I'm going to say this too because this was Mark Kohler's problem, but Matt was joking about earlier on. Mm -hmm. Is I got a little anxious. I wanted the Roth IRA um, to do the conversion thing because I needed to do the backdoor Roth IRA process. And I didn't involve the team members at Directed IRA earlier enough. And so I put the money in the wrong account because I was trying, I was actually trying to be low maintenance by just doing it. And I actually made myself high maintenance. And so if you're going to, again, this is step five in our first track is if you're going to do the Roth conversion backdoor thing, let directed IRA know that's the long-term plan here, but that would happen once the money's there at directed yeah. IRA. So remember, don't try to get anxious and do it too early. Yeah. Do the Roth conversion once the money's here. Yep. Okay. Yep. And in the Roth conversion, like the backdoor Roth's different because that's new contributions. But let's say you're doing a Roth conversion where you've got a traditional IRA already out there. We're going to convert that those dollars into your traditional account uh, or receive my traditional account, convert them over drop them into your Roth. You actually have two accounts with us. You have to, to do that. Um, but we have an all-inclusive one account app package to pull it off for you. And then we'll help get the transfer in and it's going to come into your traditional to make sure that the money's, money's there. And step five, I'm off to the races. Yeah. I'm investing. We actually save a step. Now, let me say on the transfers, whereas the, the direct rollover from an a 401k, whether it's an old employer or somewhere you worked at, those ones do take a week or two to get here. And it's just us. Like I said, we're just waiting for them to freaking throw us the ball and receive it. The transfers though, usually happen within three to five business days. So if you're at TD Ameritrade, now if you're at, there are some places and I will say Acorns is one that takes a long time. Yeah. Um, also LPL Financial, there's a few places out there that seem to take a couple weeks. Um, to just know that you may have, you have, frankly, if you have a financial advisor, it usually takes a long time because they have to approve it and they're not, there's, a, there's an extra step there. Um, or if you, you're using um, kind of a, an online or a fintech company right now, they may be cool, have cool apps and stuff, but their actual back end processing of things is a little antiquated. So, um, so you might have a little delay on those. Yeah. And Ugh, there's so many details to get in here. So I'm going to hold off on con convoluting this, but I have a side note. This was a question I literally got yesterday. This was a client that was holding Bitcoin and they said, Oh, I want to fund my Roth IRA. And I said, well, if you already have Bitcoin in your personal name, we can get that into your Roth. And he goes, Oh, so I can just move the Bitcoin wallet to wallet. I go, no, 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 no. 
<laughs> so here's my point that I think is good for everybody to know. If you're going to self-direct, whatever your IRA is invested in now is going to have to be liquidated because you got to get down to cash. Yeah. So good that could be a step in here, right? You're going to yeah. say, liquidate all my crap. It could even be cryptocurrency, liquidate it. And then I'm going to transfer it over in the form of cash. Exactly. Yep. Good point. So you will have to, uh, you know, log into your account or whatever, sell everything down to cash before the transfer request or the direct rollover request happens, because you want them to send over cash to your self-directed IRA or your crypto IRA at direct. Okay. Or whatever account you need. Yeah. Now some people go, oh, I'm going to be taxed on it. No. If you're in an IRA or a 401k, when you liquidate, you're not going to pay tax. You're just yeah. moving it to cash. And if you love that stuff, when you get back over to directed IRA, you can get the brokerage option and say, I want to buy some of that back at the same price I sold it for yesterday. All right. Yeah. So you can reposition yourself on some of the items that you want. You want to keep Lululemon? Get over here and self-direct the rest. And yeah. Buy and here's another thing is with IRAs, you can always do partial transfers. If you're like, nah, you know, I got half a million over here, but I want to buy a rental for 500,000 or I want to send 20 grand to do crypto. You can just peel off a piece of it. You don't have to transfer the whole thing. You can yeah. still have your IRA at TD Ameritrade or wherever you're at, and you can have your direct self-directed IRA over at directed IRA or your crypto IRA at directed IRA. Now, the old employer 401ks are the ones that are a little clunky though. Sometimes in an old employer 401k, it's an all or nothing thing. They're like, you have to roll out the whole thing or you have to leave it all here. We're not letting you send out a piece of it. You know what? That's good anyway. Right. Get rid of that thing. And you can send it all over here. If you want to move some of it to a TD Ameritrade account or something else or a Fidelity, you want a brokerage account different from what we have, cool. We can do a trustee to trustee transfer over to that IRA. On day three. Yeah. And get them out over here. You want to self-direct. So um, that a little side note on that, that was a, uh, that can sometimes cause confusion with people. So you can just get the whole thing out. We can move it around from here if you want to send it to other places. And let me bring closure to my comment just a moment ago, if I may. And I'm sorry I opened that Pandora's box because the client yesterday did not have the Bitcoin already in an IRA. They just held it personally. But since I brought it up, let me just highlight this. Um, he would liquidate the Bitcoin he had to cash in his personal name and then do a contribution of that cash up to the dollar amount that he could contribute right now for 2020 yeah. and for 2021. He was a young guy, so that's six grand for last year, six grand for this year. And he had less than 12,000 in Bitcoin as of Bitcoin's value yesterday. So okay. he said, if you want to get this in your Roth, rip off the Band-Aid, convert to cash. Now he's going to have a capital gain personally, because mm -hmm. once you convert to cash with Bitcoin, you got to pay the tax on any appreciation. And then, but I said, rip the Band-Aid off, pay some tax on appreciation. You're not, you're in a lower income bracket right now. And if you're expecting Bitcoin to do what some people think it's going to do, this is again, the time to get it in the Roth and never pay tax again. And he was like, oh my gosh. So he would open a crypto Roth IRA to receive that cash. Some people with rental property go, well, I want my rental property in my IRA. No, you're going to have to sell the rental property and go buy a new rental property in your IRA. You're, you can't just take a, a hard asset 
and contribute it to a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA. Yeah. You've got to get it down to cash to do that. Are those yep. fair points, Matt? I just wanted yep. to, some people may have gone, ooh. Yeah, yeah. Mark brought up this other track, but that's. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. good. That's, I think that's called closing the loop. I think you close the loop on that. Good close the loop. Well, thank you. That's your first compliment you gave me today. You know, that I mean, meant a lot. Yeah, it's been really. Painful I got a lot more. Don't, don't you worry. Okay. I gotta, you know, I don't want you to get a big head. I gotta. Yeah, that's gotta, true. Matt, Matt doesn't want me to get a big head, Whitney. That's what he's doing. He's doing gotta, me a I favor. Gotta him out in those, you know. Thank. Don't do me any other favors, <laughs> Matt. Just, I appreciate the, your worry about me, but. Okay, let's hit just a couple. Let me make a couple other notes. There's more. Yeah, if it was Jeez. an HSA, it's the same thing. Trustee to trustee okay. transfer. ESA. Oh. Trustee to trustee transfer. Okay? Ooh, okay. Inherited IRA, trustee to trustee transfer. Okay. So whatever your account you already have, we just want to do a trustee to trustee transfer. All you're doing is you're changing who's the custodian. So again, like you're going from Morgan Stanley to Merrill Lynch, Charles Schwab to you know E-Trade, whatever. It's the same. You're just changing the provider of that. Now, again, like Mark noted, we'll want to get to cash first. So you want to sell into cash, and then the cash will get transferred over to your account of similar of similar type uh, directed IRA, whether it's a self-directed HSA or a crypto HSA or a self-directed SEP IRA or crypto SEP IRA directed. Okay, jeez. Okay. That's the skinny on it. I'm gonna I created a track four that uh, those of you on YouTube are able to see because track four is not going to have the Roth conversion option. Because if you're doing a trustee to trustee transfer with an HSA or a Coverdell, the educational IRA, um, there's not this option to convert it to Roth. Yeah. You're just gonna go straight into that new type of account. So that'll even be a faster protocol. Um, yep. But I'm gonna insert in there up between step two and three, a liquidation point. That if, if you're gonna do this, oftentimes you're gonna have to give a sell order to someone to just say, sell everything, Put it in cash, mm -hmm. um, which would be a tax-neutral process. Woo, okay, well, I think we've got it. So as John Candy would say, maybe say in vacation, sorry, folks, park's closed. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, folks, park's closed. <laughs> uh, yep, the pod podcast is now closed. We're done. We got yeah. you to Wally World. You're there, but... Guess what? The park is open. Yeah. There for you to play. Have a have a good old time. Yeah. Can I, I'll just give my favorite John Candy quote, but he's, he's actually not the one saying it. He's on the end of person receiving this. Okay. Oh, may I guess the movie? Okay. All right. You yeah, got to guess thinking, the movie. Okay. This is great Dan outdoors. Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd, I'll give you Oh, you're giving me a hint? Oh, this is great outdoors. Oh, it is great outdoors. Okay. I knew it right there. See, you gave it away. I was going to say either planes, trains, and automobiles. Okay. Great outdoors. Well, what was the one where he babysat for? It was Cully Oh, yeah. Person, it was like, movie. don't tell mom the babysitter's dead or something like that. Or No, no, no it was um, Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck. Uncle yeah. Buck. I yeah. loved Uncle Buck. But yeah. he's given that teenage girl a hard time. Oh, yeah. man. Those are some sweet lines. Cully <laughs> Culkin's first main role. Okay. You know, so the line, though. Okay, great outdoors. Great outdoors. Okay, Dan Aykroyd to who's the cool, you know, the cool slick uncle. Yeah. Um, it says it's saying to John Candy's kids, 
Do you want to go on a pontoon boat with your dad? Or do you want to go on suck my wake with Uncle Roman? <laughs> my wake, the kiss, suck my wake. All right. You know what's funny? I'm not kidding. Last night, my wife and I were flipping around like Encore and Showtime and all, just trying to find something to watch last night. Yeah. And um, we ended up with What About Bob, which is oh, classic. Good yeah. So good. Um, but Great Outdoors was on. And yeah. it was the water skiing scene. Oh, yeah. Where they said they get on the speedboat with Dan yeah. Aykroyd and John Candy yeah. is behind him with the other. Yeah. And so that's so weird that you would quote that yeah. because that's what I, I saw that last night. It was the, it was just on for about 30 <laughs> seconds. I was like, ah, John Candy, miss that guy. He's so good. There you go. Well, Shout out. Okay. Well, everybody take us out. Mr. Sorensen, the brand yeah, of the thanks, show. Thanks for hanging in there. A little tip here. A little, a little plug, I should say, not a tip. The self-directed IRA summit. If oh. you're still listening, you like self-directed stuff. You should come to the self-directed IRA summit. Yes. Go to sdirasummit.com. It's April 23rd and 24th, two full days. Mark and I. Next week. Next week. Whew. Yeah. Matt Sorensen is coming up to Idaho. Yeah, baby. And dude, I, I could literally show you. Whitney, verify there is snow on the ground. It snowed this morning. Ah, oh, it did. I is Targi still open? We need you Google Grand that. Targi. Okay, for those yeah. that don't know, Grand Targi is one of the best kept secrets for skiers in the country. A lot of people feel that way. It's over the hill from Jackson Hole, half the price. Great. We're going to find out Whitney's looking right now. Grand Targi, dude, if they're open, you should come a day early and ski. Yeah. This it could be the 11th. Yeah. It closes what day? It closes the 11th. Of April? Mm-hmm. It closed the 11th. Um, last weekend. Week, last weekend summer. was closing day. Well, Anyways, strasummit.com, everyone. Yep. Uh, it's only 199 bucks. You'll get the materials. It's recorded. You can watch it over and over again. Um, so you went, you went cheap. 199 I know. I'm just, you know, I want to make it accessible for everyone. I thought it was more than that. Oh. I know. That's I'm a good so deal. <laughs> okay, 199 bucks. Matt will be here in the studio. We're going we're gonna to change the background from Main Street America to, I don't know. And I will give you guys all a little, a little, it's not a spoiler alert, a little teaser, teaser. I'm going to have a livestock purchase in my HSA before the summit. Hmm. It's a, it's a homage, homage, did you say that? To Yellowstone and Kevin Costner. I wish I could get Kevin Costner to come on. Me too. Yeah, yeah, Whitney's like, yeah, he looks so good. I don't know. He looks 10 years younger in Yellowstone. I mean, he just looks great. But in the summit, I'm going to bring my cowboy hat. Okay. And we're going to talk about livestock in an HSA, which people are like, what? You can buy cows in an HSA? And everybody goes, you can only use the money for health care. I'm like, oh, my gosh. You're investing your HSA before you pull it out for health care. Oh, Drives me nuts. So, people, that is the inside track to the mm-hmm. summit. Yeah. So, Kevin Coster, Mark Kohler, the Dutton Kohler Ranch. I haven't I have seen a heart to heart with Casey. Yeah. yeah I got to get on that. Casey's, well, Casey's good looking, right? Rip. Oh, yeah. He's a stud. <laughs> yeah. So, you gotta, you're going to have to watch at least the first three or four episodes. Okay. All right. I will yeah. I will see what I can do. I can, I can maybe line up some horseback riding while you're here. I I mean, 
I think we're going to be working, unfortunately. I mean, gosh, Buzz killed Sorensen. I know. Jeez. I know. Karen. Is that from Saturday Night Live? Uh, okay. okay. Everyone. I'm not going to let Matt off. I'm having nah, too much fun you. today. <laughs> Everybody's like, finish the damn show. All right. Okay, everybody. We'll see Thank you, you next week. Tell that. Tell that.